Oh, hello. This is uh, Jackie with uh, Lindsay Tree Music. Beth Ann Erickson from BethAnnErickson.com. We both uh, swing by both our websites, Lindsay Tree Music. If you sign up for her little zine, you got some really great freebies all lined up for I do for your group. And um, if you go to BethAnnErickson.com, I have got the first book of each of my novels all set to go. Just have to click and start reading some really good stories, or if I do say so myself. Got Very some good exciting. Um, today, uh, see, can you tell I'm kind of dancing around our subjects. Our topic is a little bit tough. It is tough. Yes. Um, coming back after a life-changing event. Yes. And, you know, and some life-changing events are fabulous. And, I, I, you know. And some aren't. But and, and most are mixed bag. Well, I was going to say some aren't fabulous, but they turn out being okay. Most of them. Uh, just, I, I should probably mention on the onset, um, we are with my 16-year-old son's dog. He's got an upset tummy today. I just gave him a puppy Pepto-Bismol <laughs> because my life is so glamorous. Um, <laughs> if you hear dog whining, just ignore it. Look the other way. Turn aside. That's right. And listen to Jackie. Yes, I'll take it from there then. You'll take it from there then. Right. Okay. So do you want to talk about your uh, life-changing event? Well, my life-changing event is kind of one of those duh moments. It was yeah. the day I got diagnosed. Right. That was that was really life-changing. Yeah. Well, what was your Absolutely. life-changing event? Um, My life-changing event, it was kind of a perfect storm. <laughs> uh. It, Lost a business, and in a short amount of time after that, uh, went through a divorce. The big D. The big D. I had the big C with the big D. That's right. I CD. Know. I don't know. Ooh. Woo. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, okay. I'm, not, I'm not even sure why I'm wooing, but it just sounded cool. CD. Yeah, it did. Sounded, so. like, sounded something, like something musical. <laughs> I think I've heard that term before. Okay, <laughs> so we digress. I know. That's because we're both avoiding the topic. I think we are. I think so. Um, how did you come back? Um, I'll let you know. I, I I will be very blunt. You know, the I, I was diagnosed with you know. One day, I was training for a triathlon. I honestly was. I was doing the jogging part and I had all the swimming stuff lined up to go. And I, my biking skills were mad. I had mad biking skills. And um, just had to go in for one last, I had a, I had a, you know, a physical. Right. Passed it all with flying colors. I will admit, I have no, I kind of avoided doctors prior to my diagnosis. Right. I had no symptoms, though. I felt fabulous. You knew me then. I was like, yeah, you were queen of the world. Uh, so I went in and, and the doctor said, you need to have a colonoscopy. And I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. He said it's it's just, and I said, well, why? And he, well, he says you're just it's just time. And uh, he said, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal. And when you pass this with flying colors, I will not even mention it for ten years. And I was like, oh, you're on, baby. Uh, so I had. Oh, have you had one of them yet? Oh yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, I have a I have ulcerative colitis, so I have had my share of colonoscopies. Yeah, I have discovered that <laughs> I do not enjoy the prep. No, the prep. Socks. <laughs> Socks. Oh, boy. Um, that was too easy. That really was. Uh, about three quarters of the way through the prep, I announced I was not going to do it because this was bull hockey. I did not say hockey. This is rated G. Right. And uh, so, yeah, um, 
then my dear husband said, that's fine. You don't have to do it tomorrow, but I'll drive you in at 5 a.m. anyway. That's his response to everything. Every time I say, this is bull hockey, I'm, time to go to the oncologist. I'll say, oh, this is bull hockey, I'm not going anymore. He'll say, no problem, you don't have to do it, but I'll pick you up at this time and take you. Right. Um, I went That's in. a good man there. He's a good man. Yep. Um, my dear husband. Uh, went in for my colonoscopy. I was not even all the way awake, and they did not have any orange juice for me. That's when my first clue, something was wrong. Yes. They promised me orange juice. Right. And I was sitting in that little chair. He came, and all of a sudden, I heard things like tumor, boom, cancer, boom. It's really big, boom. We're hoping it hasn't spread, boom. Get, wow. We need to get you in for a CAT scan, boom. You know, and I was higher than a kite. And it turns out, come Jakey. Turns out, um, I'm a very happy drug user. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you made it through that. I did. Uh, talk for a moment. Okay. Well, I'm going to switch the subject then to uh, my... Um, life-changing event. See, did you hear all that? that? That was my dogs fighting. I'm so sorry. We should probably cut that, but they quieted down, so we're okay. Yes, we're okay. Why don't you finish off with oh. what you were saying? So, yeah, they ha- I had to go in for a CT scan, still higher than a kite, and by 5 a.m. next morning, I was on the surgery table. Wow. Where they did an extended right hemicolectomy. Turned out I had stage 2 colon cancer. No, none whatsoever idea... No symptoms, no family history. Right. No nothing. They basically cut me in half. Yeah. And I then began, first year is just bull hockey. I mean, the first, holy cow. The, the recovery was really hard. Right. Uh, didn't get a lot done at writing, etc. at my work. And then uh, immediately on my one-year cancerversary, I was starting to feel good. Right. I was getting into the writing mood again. And my dad was dis- was diagnosed with Lung cancer. Yes. So, yes. Um, won't, I'll, I'll spare the details of all of that. On year two now, I'm finally getting things back. Right. I'm finally on the right track. Oh, what did I... How do you... How do I rebound after that? I'll let you know. I'm still working on it. I, um, my subscribers have been incredible. Awesome. They have been exceedingly supportive and exceedingly patient. I surrounded myself with some really great, successful writers. I was fortunate enough to meet um, some really wonderful people. And so we email back and forth. And I just, you know, I've always said the only way to fail in this business is to give up. And I have not given up yet. There are days, I will admit, you know, we don't know. I mean, they got my entire tumor out. I was T3N0M0 in case you're a... Okay. In case anyone's a, you know, medical junkie and knows what that means. Um, Stage 2A, I have an 87% chance of being cancer-free in five years. Awesome. 13% chance. But, you know, it's... What they're watching for now are any cells that... um, There was was blood supply feeding that tumor for quite a while because it was very large, the size of a golf ball. Golf ball? That's huge. I know. How could I not have? No. Right. No symptoms. I know. Amazing. Um, and so there, the chances of one of them taking root, I'm on the uh, side of the bell curve now where my chances are decreasing. Awesome. And so it's looking good, looking good. I will have my cancerversary in May again where they take blood and do scans and everything. It's not fun, but it's necessary. Right. And I'll be, you know, sometimes I get real depressed about this new situation. My life has changed a lot. 
I can't eat what I used to eat. Right. And I, I get depressed. And, yeah. then, and that's, that's the whole point. The, the, the difficulty is the mindset. It's hard to get that back. It's hard to get the mindset back. And Absolutely. the only way I can get that back for me is to continue to read, to continue to write, and to continue to surround myself with people that I have chosen to surround myself with that I really, really, really like. Right. And that would be one of them is you. Oh. Ditto. So um, tell us about... Yeah. Uh, divorce. It's it's not fun. You know, everyone says, oh, I had such a nasty divorce. Well, I'm sorry. I think every divorce is nasty. I think so, too. You know, I, there's just no way around I, I it. I think that's right up there with cancer. My I have a family member, two family members who've gone through divorce, and I think I would rather have cancer. Really? And when you were telling me your cancer story, I honestly was thinking I'd rather have divorce. Really? But but that's hard to say because right now I'm I'm remarried and I'm so extremely happy and I would not want to lose him. So, yeah. How did you do the music through all of that? Um, I didn't. I didn't for part of it. Um, I didn't for about a year. Right. And this... So I got divorced and partly I did not do the music for a few reasons. One reason was... Um, the guitar, the person who was my husband was a guitar, our guitar player. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that we had to come back from that, getting a new guitar player and everything. Uh, the second reason was, um, because of that, then, um, I had to support, uh, the children stayed with me. And so I had to really bump it up and, you know, support my kids. I was all of a sudden a single parent with two daughters, young daughters, uh, so that was really hard. So um, before this, I I became an interpreter. Reason I became an interpreter is because uh, my stepdaughter from the first marriage is deaf. So I wanted to learn her language. Mm -hmm. So I went to college, became an interpreter. I remember that. Yeah. So that that was not easy because you no. had classes in the Twin Cities. I remember you calling me and you were like. I'm going under a tunnel, and right, then yeah. we, I wouldn't hear you from anything for a few minutes, and you, I'm back. Right, yeah, that was a long commute. Um, I did that for two years uh, with the newborn, actually. I remember that's that. when Amy was born. So uh, I used those skills, and I worked at a school, which I'm still actually doing currently. But And I think that that's what got me through was working at uh, having that steady job. Mm -hmm. And um, I lost my train of thought. How, Just, you got, how you got through it? How I got through it. I had a steady job. In had a steady job because I needed to. I really needed to. And uh, you also asked why I wasn't playing music or, you know, mm -hmm. about the music thing. And I wasn't <clears throat> just because I couldn't. <clears throat> Excuse me. This I, is I live. Could, yes, I know. <laughs> But no, the, I could not write either. You know, yeah. creatively, there. I remember I would look at the screen and and there nothing there. There was nothing there. Right. I would go for a walk with Maury at night. We walk every night, and he would say, "How'd the writing go?" And I'd say, "There's nothing there." Right. It was so alarming. And so one way I got uh, some of my mojo back was I took a copywriting job, advertising sure. for a local company. It was on site. And I was there long enough to really, really, really miss my home office. Right. With Which all, was good. With, with all of its foibles <clears throat> and boringness and not greatness. Right. But I had to somehow get to the point where there was something in my head. Right. An idea. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it that me, 
live your my whole life with all these characters and all that. My, my mind is just so fun. I remember sitting in church and I'd be formulating stories. It was a great time to quiet time to <laughs> quiet time not, to- <laughs> not listen to but live in my own little world right nothing there they were all gone yeah I think for me it it was a it was just an easy thing for me to do to go to work and and I'm not saying interpreting is easy it's not but, but, yeah. but it's, it's different and it's heals it was you. a way to heal um talking about coming back from something epic like this like a <laughs> divorce or cancer or whatever um one thing that helped me was, or one thing that I think was hard was working that full-time job. I think it kind of became a habit, okay. you know, to have that security and everything. And it was hard to get even out of that to push myself to start playing again. Interesting, because I didn't have that at all because my job was temporary. Right, yeah. It was just an on-site one, and, and my my authors were very kind Right. You know, I got nice messages from them. And I I think the biggest thing is to have patience. I think that helps, too. I couldn't push push it if I tried. And if I did try, all I felt was guilt because I couldn't do it yet. And I also think when I did start getting back into it, one thing that helped was um, other musicians that I knew that Mm -hmm. would start calling on me. That interestingly, when I was married, I didn't get these phone calls. But after... The divorce, I would start to get phone calls, and I don't know if that's just asking you to join in a- to join other bands and to play with other people and fill in and do those kinds of things. And I wonder if it's just because I, I was attached to the guitar player, you know, that psychology Possibly. of that. I'm not quite sure. Or maybe why. it was a kindness, realizing that maybe you'd be open to it now. Right? Maybe. Yep. And so that helped a lot. I started to get back into playing. You know, and then when you when you refine your love and you refine your niche, isn't that sweet? It is very sweet. You know, yes. I, even now, sometimes I struggle to get into that zone where writing is fun and creating those characters. Or you know, right? It, it, did you have a, a period when you were just terrified to go back to it? Um, I think I did. So I think I did too. Self questioning. I mean, yeah. my my body betrayed me. Right. Nothing was right. Nothing felt right anymore. Everything I thought to be true, I thought I was healthy, is not right. 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 Well, and for me, I, um, yeah, I mean, I've certainly felt betrayed as anybody who gets divorced does. Right. For whatever reason, you know, you just have a sense of what once was is not there anymore. Right. And what I thought was going to be is not going to be finding the new normal. Right. Getting used to this new life, this new body. Right. It's crazy. Yep. It is crazy. But it, it, one, the funniest part is people tell you, you're a cancer survivor. And it's like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Because if, if I had any choice, I wouldn't be doing this. Right. It, and you're going to be so wise now. It's like, cool. Wisdom come. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't feel it. I feel the same. I, I had no transformations. Right. I, I spent most of that first year thinking, what the F? Speaking of, right. you know, we just did a podcast profanity. on profanity. Mm-hmm. A WTF year, I call that. Right. But I, there was no. And I got to meet all these wonderful new people that, you know, nurses and doctors and scary people and other patients. I would meet patients that suddenly wouldn't be there anymore. Right. And nobody ever says, well, oh. you know, you know, they. Yeah. 
see, when I die, if I die of cancer, you are obliged to do one final podcast and say she kicked the bucket. I will do that for <laughs> and you. And use that exact phrase. <clears throat> In honor of you. She, the kick the bucket episode. <laughs> right. But no, I'm not going to have to but do the, that. But there's, you know, only a 13% chance and that's decreasing as I go, you know. Right. Good. Because that's not a podcast I want to do. Me either. <laughs> I mean, really, who wants to croak? But you need, you need to think of all these things. And right. you didn't want to be single again, but guess what? Yeah. Did you get wiser? No. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, really, I, I have not worn a toga and I have not had a thing on my head and I do not look wise and I've always not know none of this bare sh- barefoot stuff. Stuff. Yeah, right. I'm not swearing. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you know, uh, I almost got you. Beep. Beep. Wouldn't life be good if it were easy? Yes, it would. But I, life is good. I anyway. haven't even been able to write about it much because it's just so overwhelming. And I still can't wrap my head around it. I still have a hard time talking. Do you? About it. Yes. Could and- you ever write about it? I mean, what? There, there's no advice to give. Just get through it. Right. You just struggle through. Because every case is so unique. Right. Even... You know, I, I had people emailing, and says we're going way over, but we're so big. Okay. Uh, I had people emailing, turn vegan. That'll that'll stop your cancer and its right. tracks. Uh, I, I, I was before. Right. You know that. Yep. I, I was a good vegan prior, and I, I wasn't a preachy vegan. Right. And I'm not, I mean, I can't. You know, short colon. Yeah. Fiber plus short colon equals a problem. And you, you have colon yeah. issues. So you yeah. Be, you know, I, there, there are no answers. There really aren't. And when you, you know, if, if you meet someone of divorce or when I meet cancer, the only appropriate thing I can say is I am so sad to hear this. Right. That's all I can think of to say because I have no advice. I, and I think maybe I know like on the hearing, I think just hearing that is good. I I don't ever know what to say. I am so sad to hear it. And that's all I... My my family members who are going through it, all you know, she'd come over, and all I could do is listen and say, "I am so sad for you. Right. You can do this. What other choice do you have?" Right. I, well, and I think that's important too. That you're you a survivor. Right. You're <laughs> a warrior. No, you're not. You're you're just doing it. Right. Well, you're doing it because you kind of have no other choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to do. There it. There is no other choice. Right. You it, have to do it. it could, there was no choice for you. No. Have to do it. You had to do it. Yep. But I was very fortunate. I did meet the love of my life. So, and that was a good thing that came out of it. That was the best thing that came. Do I know what came out of my cancer? I decided. No. no. (laughs) I decided I was going to write what I loved. I remember that life was too short. Yeah. And if I was going to go out, I was going to go out, and I was going to leave something really great behind for my family. They're going to read my books, and they're not going to be embarrassed. Right. (laughs) <laughs> poor jake oh he's poor dummy yes that's the dog the the, the pup <laughs> clarify yes the puppy um the puppy pepto hasn't kicked in yet no jake's looking a but, little but he's looking a little better he's a little better good. yeah but yes poor doggy i know Our, my life is good life is good life is good life is good on the other side of divorce Yes, it is. Very good. Yes. And it's good on the other side of cancer so far. Yep. And when, you know, if if you had one piece of advice for anybody listening going through a divorce, what would you say? Keep the kids out of it. Yeah. That would be mine. Just you keep those kids out of it and you you do whatever you have to do for your children because it's 
it's not about you, it's about your children. And if I had advice for anybody, any creative person going through this, I would say listen to your doctor. Don't listen to internet dark doctors. Don't listen to people on <laughs> on uh, various internet forums. Listen to your doctor. They went. They actually went to school for that. Quite a bit of school, I hear. Quite a bit of school, and right. they they pretty much know what they're doing, and just um. And then uh, follow the treatment and follow your dream as, as best as you're able. And on the days you can't, say oh well and move on. Absolutely. Life is meant to be lived, not to be running around feeling angry or frustrated because you're not fulfilling some sort of goal that you thought you had. Keep your goals flexible during that period and even afterwards. Absolutely keep your goals flexible. I think that's for sure. And even if you have to put some things on hold, definitely. So be it. Put it on hold, you know. Take care of yourself. Right. Because you're the only you you got. That's right. You may as well not hit yourself. You may as well not hate yourself. You may as well not get frustrated with yourself. You may as well just be. Be what you are. And at that point in my life, I was not healthy. At that point in your life, you probably were not that feeling great. No, I was a wreck. Yes. And a good support system. I cried every day for an entire year. That's... I would go for my walk, and by the time I hit 7th Street, I was like... (laughs) I was so embarrassed. But, oh well. You got through it. I did. I can walk now without crying. Woohoo! That's awesome. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> Progress. I can't uh-huh. remember the last time I cried over it. But that's yeah, good. It's real a shock. I that's a huge shock. It was a shock. Yes. Where are we getting doing though? Okay. I and think poor it's... and poor Jakey's belly is just going amok. Well we'll wrap this up. This is Beth from BethAnnerickson.com. Subscribe, please. And this is Jackie with LindsayTreeMusic.com. Subscribe. Subscribe. Have a very good day. Thanks for tuning in.